show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland of Michigan. Hope you're all doing okay. Glad you are here. Uh, some people will probably be happy with what I'm about to tell you. And that's that's a little weird, but whatever. You know, par from the par for the course with your old pal Eric Zane. Um, but I, uh, I injured myself, uh, yesterday and, um, I, I cut my foot quite badly with a chainsaw. Yes, that is true. Um, and I can barely walk and I am not going to be able to run. And I'm very, very disappointed about that. Um, I have the details for you and they are not fun. Oh my God. There is a vagina on my foot, on the bottom of my foot. Holy cow. Uh, I won't be doing anything for quite some time. I am so damn lucky, though, um, that there isn't any major long-lasting damage. I will be fine. But this is... um. This is a uh, par for the court. This is like me becoming my father. As you know, my father has uh, a long, rich history with injuries. And when you, I mean, this has, this is remarkably stupid. Remar- and all your questions will be answered. I see this all, already, all sorts of them. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you all the details. Like, for example... How did that happen? That's coming. Did you need stitches? That information's coming. The comment, Eric is morphing into meathead in front of our eyes. Yes. How did you cut the bottom of your foot with the damn chainsaw? What kind of footwear did you have on? These are all excellent questions. Did you call 911? Do you have the shoe to show us? I do, but I'll have to... uh, if I have to take a pee, I'll go grab it. Or I could show it to you on the Patreon. Wow. Um, so I have all of those things. Tyler says, if Eric called 9-1, it was only to notify them that he was speeding to the hospital. Yeah, but what time did you call 911? Amanda says, all right, everybody, sit back. It's story time. You're damn right, lady. You are damn right. Um, all right. Let me, let me uh, get to this. I had all of the equipment on that I should have been wearing. I had my uh, uh, pants that are uh, designed to um, keep you from actually injuring yourself. They're chaps. They're orange. Uh, Tyler says, will we see the foot picks or it didn't happen? Oh, of course. It's all bandaged up. I'll, I'll show you that. Don't worry. It's coming. Be patient, my friends. All, all will be revealed. Led Zeppelin, stairway to heaven. Um. 
So I had the pants on. I had a I had the helmet with the ear protection and the and the visor over my face. I had a sinking feeling though that ladder bad idea. This by the way this could have been so much worse. Crocs footwear. Crocs All right. I would like to think that because it's a chainsaw and they're vicious, that it wouldn't really have mattered what I was wearing. Now, I have a pair of boots, but I don't even think that the boots would have mattered, to be perfectly honest with you. And the croc did serve... Its purpose, it actually protected me quite a bit. Um, but, so I'm not even sure that, and because my foot doesn't uh, uh, fit right snug in the croc, you know, there's always a little wiggle, wiggle room between the the croc and the foot, you know? Um, if my foot had been in a shoe snug with it, it may actually have done more damage. It, it, it might have been a wash. I'm just telling you that the, if I had, did have a chance to do it differently again, I think what I should do is I should actually purchase, okay, some, like, metal shoes or something. And I don't even know if they, uh, if they have anything like that. My point in all of this is I don't even know if it would have mattered. Okay. Let's back up. I've had my eye on this tree in my uh on my property here at the house for quite some time. It's just it's just getting too big and like you know, I either want to trim this down dramatically or or just get rid of it altogether. Um it's 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 way past its prime. It needs to be it's it's a metaphor of the audience. Back when I got rid of all of the group formerly known as Zaniacs or when they left, that needs to happen to the tree. It needed to be trimmed back dramatically. It's affecting things. So the audience that left, they are the tree. Okay. Now they're happy because because of the tree I was injured. Um, so now on this tree, there's all these little like berries on it, which, which kind of weigh it down on the ends of it. And by the way, the uh, question or the comment, the race is coming up. I I will not be racing. There is I can barely walk. There is no racing. My foot is badly damaged, but not so damaged that, um, it'll affect me long-term. Um, anyway. So now I'm going to go up like midway to this branch and cut it off. And so I'm thinking I'm going to go and climb quite, quite a ways up. And this is a mistake. Anytime you are on a ladder with a chainsaw, you have made a mistake. And the hairs were going up on the back of my neck as I was headed up the ladder. I, I pulled and I got it started and I climb halfway up the ladder and then I go 
I just don't feel comfortable with this. So now what I should have done was then said anything involving the ladder and um, this chainsaw is a bad idea. Just have someone do this for you. So I shut it off. And then um, I, all right, push that voice back. And I moved to a different spot where I wasn't so high up in the air. So I'm literally a, a foot and a half in the air in my final spot before I started to cut this branch. Now, instead of cutting the branch, like uh, at the halfway point, I'm, fir- I'm closer to the ground. I'm in an awkward position, but I'm cutting the base of this branch. The big ass branch needs to go. All right. Now, remember I told you that this branch was weighed down by all these berries and shit. I mean, it adds to a significant amount of weight on because the, there's so many of them. This tree's an asshole. Uh, it's a mess. I, you know, I don't know what's wrong with people when they put these fucking things uh, into the front of their houses however many years ago. Uh, the guy who lived here before me. Can't you, like, look and see what this tree is going to be like? See what it sheds. It's all these little fucking dense little berries that are just ridiculous. And uh, it's an ugly tree. What the fuck? So I'm cutting the branch. All right. And all of that weight, as I get halfway through that branch, it snaps it. In an instant, that thing breaks. No big deal. I'm not going to get hit by the branch. But uh, because of the suddenness of the breaking and when it broke, it jarred the saw. Okay, so the saw is cutting. All of a sudden, the saw gets knocked up. All right. Now, I'm holding the saw awkwardly. I got my right hand is trigger, left hand on the bar on top. All right. There's another branch that hand holding bar on top hits I let go now I've got the saw with one hand my finger is off the trigger so the blade is slow the chain is slowing down but it's still spinning my hand swings down like uh, a pendulum blade still spinning hits the right side of my uh, right crock the blade stops because it's slowing down. It uh, cuts well into the crock, well into my foot. Now, me just saying that gives me a horrible feeling of lowering my blood pressure. I don't do well when my own body or something in real time, like if Diana's leg were to fall off, I, would, I wouldn't do well with that at all. Put a pin in that, as they say. Put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that part of the story. So I have now hurt my foot. I have cut my foot. And, ah, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Saw off. Step down. Saw down. Look at the croc. Croc's bad gash in it. Pull my foot out. It hasn't started to bleed yet, but it is badly cut. Badly. Deep, horrible cut. Um, And I... uh limp over to the into the garage Diana I need your help 
She goes, what? I go, I badly cut my foot and we need to go to the hospital right now. She's just looking at me. She's in shock. I go, please get my keys to the truck. We're going to leave. Um, very calm. Uh, there's a towel right there. I immediately put direct pressure on it. Uh, to get to the truck, though, it I, I'm leaving blood behind me. It's it's uh, it's it's a, like a murder scene. Uh, plenty of blood. Okay, and uh, it's ugly. And uh, honestly, I have to be careful how to describe this to you. Uh, put a pin in that. That's a second pin. There's two pins coming up. Now, if this story just ended with, I went to the hospital and got stitched up, uh, wouldn't occupy too much of my time here. Uh, and then that would kind of be it. Um, but there's more, there's more to this. There's, there's a couple more layers to this story. Um, but just know that, uh, yeah, uh, the foot is, uh, it's going to take a little while. I can't, I can barely walk it. When I walk now, um, I have to curl my toes and put pressure when I step only on the heel and my, my big toe. And I am able to ambulate to some degree, but I can't put any pressure on the spot. And so the question, how did you get a gash on the bottom of your foot? Well, it isn't really on the bottom of the foot. It's on the side, but it, it cut in quite a bit of the foot. All right. Um, I don't know how many stitches I got. I didn't look. Uh, I would say 10, 12, something like that. Uh, inside, outside, stitch me back up. Good as new. Uh, found out while the uh, doctor was uh, uh, working on your old pal, Eric Zane, that um, uh, she's, she's having a conversation with us after she's numbed up the foot. And um, we find out. She goes, oh, uh, yeah. And she describes um, that she has loved ones that live like right around the corner from where I live. Like I pass by the house and it turns out that she goes, Oh yeah, my stepkids live there. And I go, now my brain was not working that great at that. I go stepkids. So that means she goes, uh, yeah, I'm married to the woman that lives. I'm married to the ex-husband of the woman that lives in that house. Oh, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Those. Okay. So I said to dad, I go, I'm not going to mention to our neighbor that this happened because Probably, you know, sometimes people get pissed off about that. Stories about the woman that the ex-husband is married to. Um, okay. So there's there's a lot more to this story that I'm going to get to in just a bit. But this is like an old trick, and I apologize. But I actually don't have a ton of content to talk about today. I was a little bit preoccupied. So I wasn't able to get as many stories that I like to uh, uh, focus on on any given show. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm breaking this story up in half. So if you are on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube getting any of this, uh, it's going to happen live, the rest of it, on Twitch in just a couple of moments. Uh, so you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Give yourself a little username there and hit the follow button and you can check out the rest of the story. I suggest you go now because I'm going to finish it in a second. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live for the back half of easy. Uh, 
versus Chainsaw. And as always, if that's uh, too much to ask, or you've got something going on, don't want to do it, perhaps you're driving, as soon as I'm done with this show, I will make the audio podcast available wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even go to my website if you want. Uh, but just to recap, uh, yes, a, ch- a chainsaw uh, cut my foot. Uh, no long-term damage. I am hurt, uh, and I unfortunately will not be able to run. And you're like, well, what are we going to do now? Those people had bets. Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait 53 weeks if Mike Ball is up for it in one year. And that gives him an out because I know Mike is uh, not in the best of health right now. Um, I will be able to run in a year. In fact, I should probably bring him in to tell him that we've got the weekend off. And that does kind of make me sad because I have put in a lot of work for it. Um, All of your bets that you made, if you did make a bet, will be honored next year. So it's kind of like you've got a credit. Thank you for donating uh, to the AT Children's Project. Let me bring Mike in here. Hopefully he's uh he's free. I don't know if he will be though. You know how it is. Live phone calls, live show. Ah. What's up, dummy? Hey buddy, how are you? I'm good. Yourself? I learned something yesterday. <laughs> Can't wait for what this is. So yeah, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave uh, ladders and chainsaws alone. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll still use a chainsaw, just not on a ladder. Okay. Did you learn that from your dad? I did, but I guess I had to have it happen to me. <laughs> Everybody's gonna tell me that. Um. So we have Sunday off. Okay. I cannot run. So what are we gonna do here? Well. You know, I uh, outside of the massive donation that you made, thank you very much. Um, you know, I had um, probably a dozen, dozen and a half people that had donated to the AT Children's Project. The best thing I can come up with is they all count just next year. They won't, you know, I, I would honor their bets next year. Okay. That's the best I can come up with. Or I could just get, have a random drawing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I racked my brain. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at, but I can't I can barely walk. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully this will give you a little time to recover too cuz I know you've been kind of ailing. And uh but at the same time I I I feel bad, you know? Yeah. I, feel- uh, I, I really liked your chances this year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if th- this will give you time to do a, a legit recovery, get nursed back to health, and then we'll see where this takes us next year, I guess. I mean, I can't really think of anything else to do other than a, a random drawing, which I would then keep encouraging people to do it, and then we just kind of pull a name. And But, that, I mean, that, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah you kind of have to have a... Yeah. So, something to something to be fighting for, anyway. right? Right. But uh, yeah, I, I felt you were. Um, by the way, I told no one of this outside of my immediate family, other than you. <laughs> I, I had I, I I'm laying. Uh, I'll get to the details as to what happened. I haven't even discussed what happened on the rest of the story after the initial uh, injury. But I'm like, text Mike Ball. 
tell him what's up. So. Yeah, I saw the pictures and I was like, oh boy. Yeah, uh, it was a humdinger, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, not good. I haven't seen it. I have not looked. Did your wife tell you my text back to her? Uh, I guess you called me a dummy or something like that, or? I just just asked how long before I could rip on your dumb ass, and she said, right now. Right now. Absolutely right now. Absolutely right now. I've gotten to a point where my kids, my oldest uh, is Jim, and he's 27, and he goes, Dad, um, I know you had this talk with your father, but I think, honestly, we need to talk. (laughs) He actually talked to me like I'm a dementia patient. I mean, I had this discussion with my dad when he was in his 80s. I'm only 52, and he had the same talk with me. Got to start taking away your power tools. Exactly. Exactly. Shit, man. No more sharp objects around you. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, that's it, buddy. Thank you for being understanding. Hi, man. All right. See you. Heal up. Yep. Mike Ball. Very nice man. Very sweet. Okay, so uh, audience members on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to kick you all to the curb. It's going to be enough of you. Check it uh, Check it out on uh, Twitch for the rest of it, twitch.tv slash Eric Zinglot. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. You can, uh, as always, reach out to me via email, eric at ericzainshow.com. On the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. I love this. This is funny. Rig 625 writes, have a BJ contest. First one to finish loses. Jesus. By the way, Rig 625, your joke is kind of ruined because you're spelling the word loses with two O's. It's a real problem in our society these days. It's the, the way you wrote it, it reads as looses. Now Eric will sit with the NFK and eat sugar cereal. Uh, all right. Now, the crazy part of this story is yet to come. This is so nutty. Diana gets in the truck. She's driving. I'm just direct pressuring. I'm doing okay. Uh, we head over to uh, the hospital here in uh, beautiful Zeeland, Michigan. It's a great hospital. And uh, she pulls up to the emergency room. She runs in, gets me a wheelchair. I sit in the wheelchair. She wheels me in. Talk to the lady at the desk. Gets me right in. Triage nurse comes right out. She knows I'm uh, having this type of injury, and she gets me right in there. Now, I am not kidding you that me describing the story makes me a little concerned, and I have to be careful in what I say about this story because... I may cause myself a problem right here, right now. And I don't want to tip off what that problem is, but just know that I've got to be careful when I'm telling you this damn story. However, if I'm not careful, something fantastic may happen. 
I guess. No, I, I don't think it would be fantastic. I think it could be terrible. Seated there, I'm in some discomfort. She's like, oh, what do you describe your pain as? She pulls, I'm in the triage room now. Diana's sitting right there. I go, ah, six, seven out of 10. Okay. She takes a peaky peaky and uh, she sees what she needs to see. She goes, oh yeah. Okay. All right. She goes, okay, uh, I got to take your temperature. Takes my temperature. At this point, my problems are starting to begin, but I'm not yet aware. Then she says something that puts it into high gear. And I don't even want to say it. Cut to the bone was what did it. Now, what I remember at this point is saying, can you avoid saying things like that? Can you ease up on any descriptors going forward? By the way, I'm okay. I'm okay. And that's the last graphic thing I'm going to say. I feel like you guys, when I show you a graphic uh, Muppety Flippity leg break from a football game. And Diana is uh, looking at me and she's like, yeah, he doesn't do well with that stuff. The triage nurse kind of looks at me and I'm starting to breathe a little shallower and she sees and Diana goes boy you're sweating and then uh the nurse notices that she goes uh hmm are you okay and I go yeah yeah I don't know I feel a little I feel nauseous and I started to feel like I was gonna throw up My uh, scope of vision now is becoming narrow. Like I notice, like, like if I'm looking at this camera right now, I see my whole field of view. But uh, if, if I were to go back in time, it would be getting shadowy around my field of vision. And she goes, okay. And I hear, he's vagaling. I go, huh? He's vagaling. And she hits a button and she goes, Eric, put your head back. So my head goes back. I'm like this. I do remember this. He's vagaling. Stat. He's vagaling. My eyes are still okay. I can still see. I still remember this. The last thing I recall, several women running into the room. Some wearing red, one woman all black. The woman in all black was the uh, woman who, it was the doctor, the emergency room doctor. So I've got 
All these nurses have rushed in and the doctor. That is what I recall. Time passes. And I'm waking up. And I'm on my back. And I'm being wheeled through the hospital. And everyone's screaming. And I'm hearing orders barking out about something. And I hear Diana crying. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck happened to me? Kenny's, Kenny writes, vagaline? Aha. I actually knew what that was when she said it. Vasovagal syncope. That is, someone had guessed it earlier, oh no, you freebeard. That is exactly what would happen to freebeard. Vasovagal syncope. It's a sudden loss in blood pressure. And when you it drops, your, uh, your, your what do you call it? Blood vessels that go to your brain, carotid, whatever, they expand. They get larger, which decreases the blood flow velocity to your brain, which means you're getting less oxygen to your brain. You're going to sleep. And if you don't lay down when you're in vasovagal syncope, your body will lay you down. And then the second you lay down, the blood has an easier time because it isn't competing with gravity nearly as much. And the blood then goes to your brain and you will wake up. So I'm out. Now, from what I understand, uh, I'm white, sweating profusely like it's running off my face, like turning on a faucet. Dan's freaking out. And I, I, I don't know. And I guess, like, buddy, wake up, wake up. All right. So they, they lift me out of this fucking chair. And they lay me down and they're rushing me into a room now. It's at about this time. uh, And I was unconscious for a period of time. And I guess maybe a minute or two passes. And the next thing I know, I'm seeing the room. They're rushing me down the hallway and I'm laying down. I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know I had hurt myself. All of that has vanished from my brain. And that several seconds later, I'm like realizing, holy shit, I passed out. Motherfuck. So then I'm figuring out what happened, but I didn't know where I was. And I just hear people screaming. Uh, they get me into this room and uh, they, they they ripped my shirt off. It was so hot. All of these women are just manhandling me. I was so turned on. One ch- hot chick's ripping my shirt off. The hot doc starts running an IV on me. So they she very quickly puts an IV and they put, start putting fluids into me. They put the leads all over me to monitor my heart. It was so sexy. And then I hear Diana crying. I'm like, oh, Diana, she's watching it all go down. This is so hot. And then I go, honey, it's okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I like trying to reassure her because I'm now coming around and coming out of it. I have completely, completely lost it and, and passed out. And I'll say this. As much as I'm not exactly a pal of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, I will say that I now know what Greg uh, would go through, and I I feel very, very bad uh, about ever making fun of him about that. That is no joke. Um, And he would always say, God, I got to lay down, because he would know that he's um, about to pass out. And that's that's what you're supposed to do. When you feel it coming on, 
They say get on the ground as fast as you can and lay down. Because otherwise you could fall and hurt yourself badly and get a brain bleed and all that shit. So, uh, boy, I, I feel bad about ever picking on that poor dude for having that happen. That is exactly what happened to me. Oh, my God. That was legit. And um, so I'm like, fuck me. What the fuck just happened? I have never passed out ever in my life, ever. That was the strangest thing that has ever occurred. And so um, when I started coming around, like I all of a sudden I hear, there he is, there he is. And I'm like, what? So, so bizarre. And I've cornered Diane a couple of times since we've gotten home. And I was like, can you take me through how that all unfolded? How, how, <laughs> so there's a period of time that I just don't recall. It's just not there. It's fucking weird, man. Um, so that happened. That made it a little bit more complex. Um, this doctor, they did a very uh, fantastic job there. Um, it uh, came out of it. And then th- this doctor, Dr. Taylor, checked on me quite a bit um, before she proceeded to help me with the foot. Um, you know, she wanted to make sure that I was all right and monitoring the blood pressure and my heart rate for a significant time, about an hour. Uh, they brought in an x-ray tech to examine the foot with an x-ray to make sure I didn't do any damage to uh, uh, more than just a, uh, a, a merely a flesh wound, which is what it is. No foreign body in there. No damage to any of the bone oh, God, or tendons or anything like that. Thank God for the croc. Thank God for the croc. Had I been doing that in bare feet, this would have been a real problem. It would have been like a foot sandwich cut in half. Um, they were, uh, they, when I told them that it was a chainsaw, they're like, oh no, because they've seen this before, but they took one look and they go, oh, this isn't nearly as bad as what we thought it was going to be. You're not going to be walking right for a little while, but this isn't as bad as what we thought it was going to be. So then, uh, put the, uh, uh, numbing, you know, deal into the foot, which the, the, the shot hurts like fuck. That was bad. And then, uh. So uh, numb that fucker up and then, uh, you know, stitch a rama going down at one point. Ow! Oh, shit, fuck! She's stitching and I, I could feel every bit of that. I go, I, I need more. I need, she goes, yeah, the, the foot is a tough bit of tissue. The bottom of the foot here. It's, it got side and bottom both. Um, uh, she had, it hurt like how I'm squeezing diets. I go, Jesus, that hurts. Holy shit, put more in. So she did, numbed it up more and then uh, we were good to go. And that is it. That is all. Those are all of the gory details. Um, JD or Josh says you could go at it without the shot. No, 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 no. She she put plenty of the numbing in there, but um, you really got to numb numb up this portion of the foot, and it just it was an area of nerve tissue that that I could feel it. So I go stop. She goes, I got a couple more. And uh, I go, yeah, put more, more in there, please. I don't, care. I don't care if you have to dip the foot in. I need more. Do you still have the croc? Well, yeah. I'm going to wear that fucker. You want me to go get it? Do you want me to go get it? I am going to go get it. Show and tell. Intermission on the Eric Zane Show podcast. How does that sound? Sarah writes, is the saw okay? Any meat chunks, you animal? Stop it. Uh, Kenny says, if I had donated and bet Eric does not finish before this happened, I'd be demanding the winnings today. Okay. 
This is the crock. That's how far it went in. My foot was right near the edge of it. So that's about how far. See how it cut the bottom? That gives you an idea of the level of cut that it went in. That's what my foot looks like. There's plenty of blood inside of this fucker. And by the way, I'm wearing this thing again. This thing is still good. That's how it looks. Josh says, I still believe, I still can't believe you were using using a chainsaw with Crocs. Okay. Well, the boots I have aren't made of steel. And I'm telling you that the Croc doesn't fit snug. You know, there's always wiggle room between the outer layer of skin on your foot and the inside of a Croc. Had I been wearing a snug shoe, I think that it might have been worse. The uh, question, is there daylight through the croc? Yeah, there's daylight through the croc. Here it is. Here, here's, the, here's the cut right here. And, uh, yeah. But I lucked out. I, I did luck out. Um, so I'm just very, very thankful that I'm not, um, more seriously injured. Little antibiotic, stitch up, recover, get ready for the Disney marathon coming up in January. Fuck. That was scary. Uh, I, I felt honestly, um, not even doing Eric Zane here, doing Eric Zaytuni in here. I felt really terrible after that. I felt like. Um, that type of risky maneuver, which could have been so much worse, it made me think, wow, um, I really need to be more cautious. And I feel like this was just luck that this wasn't a horrible, horrible, um, life-changing injury. And it actually makes me a little bit frightened. It had, it has made me frightened. Um, since, uh, you know, like you're, you're laying in bed thinking about what the day, what the day brought you. And I was, I was very, very, uh, it just, it just felt like, um, I wasn't in any type of control, you know, uh, Kenny says, did you tell your dad yet? I am not telling my father that this, I, this will not, uh, he will not hear this. Because the dementia makes him worried beyond belief about everything. Yeah, well, he's worried of whether or not the sun's going to come up. And if I told him that, if he ever sees me with a chainsaw ever again, he's going to be like through the roof. And I, I just don't want to put him through that, you know. Unless, of course, he pays attention to the podcast. I don't even want to tell charity scam Mike. I'll, I think I, I think I might, but I don't know. I, I, I might go up north and uh, see him this coming weekend. This weekend? Yeah, maybe this weekend. All right. Aram says, or uh, Josh says, Aram will no doubt be able to write it into a good yarn for Dear Meathead. Now that's a good idea. Aram, do your best, and we'll read it to him that way. Oh no. Uh, 
Corey says, well, yeah, but if you can't walk normal, you won't be able to hide it. Eh, make up a story. Twisted my ankle. Eh, I was out running. I was out running and uh, twisted my ankle. Tyler says, is Mike running Disney? You guys could do the makeup race then. I don't know if he is. He's like a millionaire, so maybe he'll make the trip. Hey, hey, you should go to Disney and run against me. I don't know if he can do that, though. I think the uh, deadline has passed. All right. Okay, so thank you for your... I know that a lot of you, after just getting you in on this story, you're like, oh, man, I'm glad you're okay, and I appreciate those thoughts. It's very, very kind of you. I know that that is the case. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, onward and upward. Moving on. Life goes on. We're fine. Just a little bit of a limp today. Uh, I have the Patreon bonus podcast happening when this show is done. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I would love you to be part of it. Uh, if you sign up for the Patreon, just five or 10 bucks a month, that's all it's going to set you back for 15 plus hours of content. And I have, I'm getting a better, better sense of um, what I'm going to do with this big box of tapes. And there's two more like it. Um, and what my idea is, it's, I want to do it like, Carl's show, Who Are These Podcasts? Except I'm only reviewing me and how horrible of a broadcaster I used to be. Um, I listened to a show from uh, late October 1993 yesterday. And it is hideous. I was a night jock on Z93 at the time. And I honestly don't know how I was able to stay employed. It was that bad. And I don't know. I mean, I um, I guess the guy who was running the station must, must have thought there was something there. But I don't know what. I mean, it was fucking terrible. And uh, I cannot wait to share this with you. It's as bad as, well... It's every bit as bad as when I was on the high school radio station. 89.1 WPHS. That was MC Shy D. Before that, we had Run DMC together forever. We're going to keep it going with my main man, LL Cool J. I'm bad. No, nothing's worse than that. But I was 15 years old there. And this one... It flows better. It just sounds like fuck. I was in this clip that, or the uh, shit I was talking to you about from 1993, I was like, uh, just over 23 years old. And, oh God. Then I've got a, uh, stuff from 1999 to 2000 era WIMZ Knoxville before I, uh, joined free beer and hot wings. Also shitty. I've got some old school free beer and hot wing stuff uh, in here that um, I don't know what. I know there's an interview with David Lee Roth that I have in here with us, and it's it's actually pretty funny. There's some key moments in it, but it's on a, a, a I would need a piece of equipment that I don't even have here, a DAT player. So I might have had to do uh, 
head over to iHeart to pull that shit off of there to be able to use. But I'm going to put all this up on Patreon. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Um, but I'm going to have shows that where I actually have the clips similar to who are these podcasts, except I'm ripping me. I'm jocktobering myself. And I will post those full shows. So this is all something new that I'm going to be doing on Patreon in addition to everything else that's there. So basically just throwing another log on the fire. I like to add to Patreon. I don't like to take away. Um, I try to over deliver as much as I can. So that will be down the road, not too far down the road too. Um, it's just a matter of uh, clipping the shows and uh, coming up with um, things to talk about on it. And I'll occasionally have guests that will be joining me to clip these shows with me. That'll be a lot of fun. So that's all part of Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of today's show uh, brought to you by my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, uh, make sure you get pre-approved before you start looking for a house. That makes your uh, life a little easier. Maybe get into a bidding war. A lot of times people get uh, a certain amount for a house that they can uh, get a loan for. And then, you know, the value of, it, of the house, it turns into a bidding war. And that's more than you can can afford. So uh, there, there's a little bit of um, some finagling that goes into this. Let's say you get $400,000 for a house or $200,000 for a house. You're going to want to bid on a house that's... Uh, Maybe a, a, a ten, twenty thousand dollars less than your loan, so that you actually have little room to play with it, so you can up the offer. That's what happens to a lot of people these days with the housing market. Multiple people bidding on a home. Homes rarely stay on the market very long these days. It's kind of the market we're in. Anyway, get a mortgage from Mario, no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine. Two three one three three two sixty five zero five. I was supposed to talk with Abby from the Kent County Health Department yesterday about the WIC program. Interview was scheduled at 3.30. I was on my way to the hospital. I got to make that up. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department for being part of this show, uh, allowing me to talk about the initiatives that are in place for people uh, that uh, live where I live. I need you to go to accesskent.com if you need information about things like the WIC program. Let's say uh, you're having trouble keeping food on the table, and that does happen to people. And if it's not you, it might be someone you know. Someone, uh, maybe a, uh, a, uh, a family in the school system that your kids go to, or perhaps you're a teacher or something like that. The WIC program is set up for folks, and this can be anywhere, not just in Kent County. The WIC program is set up for people to be able to keep the food on the table. All right? That's it. No hungry families. You pay into these programs through your paycheck. Uh, if you become uh, get into a spot where you're down on your luck, uh, take advantage of the WIC program and keep people fed. More information at accesskent.com slash help. Uh, Kyle says you need to ask Carl to join you on a couple of shows. I think that's a great idea. Carl is an expert on clipping shows, obviously, with Who Are These Podcasts. Uh, Kyle says, looking forward to hearing the old Z93 shows. Will Captain Joe join you? Another great idea. Considering the um, 
concerning the Freebird Hot Wings show material that I have in my possession, don't give it back to them, please. Yeah, I wish I hadn't given them that shit back to them in the first place. I thought that that was going to work out um, as a way of repairing the relationship when I gave them their property back, their guitar, all those old air checks. But that ended up fucking blowing up in my face. So, you know, kind of wish I'd kept it. Then I could have it at my disposal. All right. Kanye West is at it again. This guy, um, he published a 30-minute video. And I'll play you a little bit of it. It is, um, he's in a meeting with Adidas. And um, he's pissed off with Adidas because he feels like they have betrayed the relationship, the uh, business partnership. Um, I don't really understand the point of the video. He shot it. He made a 30 minute short called last week. He published it Monday and it's, you know, really, uh, self-indulgent about him meeting with various people that are trying to present to him business ideas and things like that. And, and, uh, he's like, yeah, I like what you, uh, uh clothing. Uh, yeah. I like, Hey, I want to buy your company. So these guys are holy shit, you know? But in this video, he also includes a meeting with Adidas executives and he's not happy with them. And he starts the meeting uh, because one of the people that he's talking to, the guy's voice sounds like a pornographic actor, some dude with a Northern European accent in this porno. So he starts the meeting by saying, hey, let's look at this porno on my phone This guy who's banging this chick, she sounds just like this guy. And he, and they're kind of like, yeah. Um, okay. So they, they kiss Kanye's ass and let him say and do whatever he wants because he is, he has a lot of value to Adidas, but he's doing that to illustrate a point. I, I say it like that because I don't know what he's trying to, I mean, I, I, I don't quite see it. Um, he's trying to illustrate something about he's getting fucked in a deal or they're stealing something from him. And it's really a stretch. So, uh, audio check. I'm not going to show you a porno here. I'm going to show you a clip from the meeting where Kanye is showing this poor guy, this porno. And he's like, yeah, you know, seriously, what? So as you can see right here, this is him holding his phone to the guy and all these other four dudes, their faces are blurred. This guy here who will be seated closest to Kanye, to Kanye's right, is uh, is Kanye's like spokesperson or partner or whatever. He's going to do a lot of the talking for Kanye because Kanye is such a fucking idiot. This guy has to kind of like talk for him and explain why Kanye's upset. These three other people are with Adidas. Okay, I think I'm good here. Audio check, video check, boom. Here we go. Now, you you won't be able to tell the audio. It sounds really weird, but um, you can tell this guy's uncomfortable with watching a porno. Kanye says he's got the same voice, doesn't he? The guy's like, Jesus Christ, he's visibly uncomfortable. You are not going to hurt my feelings again, says the porn actor. What are you talking about? Says the other porn actor. 
So he's holding the porno up to the guy who he thinks the actor's voice sounds like. You're going to laugh. Oh, come on. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. They're like, yeah, okay, great. The voice sounds familiar. Okay, so um, it, it then cuts to now Kanye pointing to little buddy here in the blue shirt. I'm only going to work at Adidas if he's the CEO. This guy's got so much juice. He's telling them who to have as their CEO. You guys have done wrong by the company, by the business, and by the partnership. The whole concept of this video is that the guy had cheated. So he's showing them the porno. The guy had cheated. Thus, that's why I'm showing you a porno. I can't just say, hey, you guys, I think you're doing me wrong. He's got to show them a porno, which the guy's voice supposedly sounds like this one dude uh, in, in the video. What the? Sizzling the girl was like, well, I'm going to do the thing that's your, like, worst nightmare. This is your worst nightmare. You're so he's pointing directly at little Buddy here and saying, this is your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare is not me, like, hitting you. Your worst nightmare is that me playing the porn. Your worst nightmare is that me streaming. We've done all this. That's your worst nightmare. He's pointing right at the guy who's running Adidas and saying he is their worst nightmare. <laughs> And then, worst nightmare, number two. So. His worst nightmare, number two, is Kanye's guy. He said, yeah, my guy here is nightmare number two. And now nightmare number two is going to tell him what's up. Do we, is, it, is, it, is it your dream or is it a nightmare? What are we doing? What you're feeling right now is extreme uh, discomfort. And that is exactly the point because... So Kanye, instead of just having a meeting, he has to illustrate a point by showing them porno. And now his right-hand man is explaining the illustration to them. What a fucking pain in the ass. Someone steals this man's ideas, his creations. It's like you're stealing a child. These are all children of his mind. Oh, my God. And you, you see, this is what happens when you get too rich. Your mind becomes absolute mush. Kidnap them. There are easy inspired derivatives that are making significant revenue because people can't tell the difference because it's so inspired. If someone stole Stella's designs, you would be extremely upset. So he's angry and he's right. Hold up, let me just finish. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of angry though. Yeah, I used to be like, I angry now. Right, but you saw what just happened yesterday. We terminated the gap relationship. Yeah. The day before, they had a a relationship with Gap to make his clothes to the year 2030. Um, West is under the impression that, yes, they're doing that, but they're also making clothes kind of like his, but not exactly, to make more money. That's what he's accusing Adidas of as well, which I can see your point. I mean, if that's if you are doing that, I mean, you would want a cut of that and and don't steal my fucking idea. I get that. But the fact that he has to be this dramatic about putting that point out there uh, or, or just fucking sue him if you have to or terminate the relationship like he did with the gap. You they did wrong. You guys know you did wrong. And your spirit of saying we can get to a place to live with your ass. That's the starting point of the conversation. And I, and I, and I would also recognize that we have 
Now they're kissing his ass. I want to make sure there's a win-win-win situation going on here. Okay, this is little buddy that Kanye said, you can't work at your company anymore. It starts with somebody feeling very highly disrespected. Yeah. And there's grounds for that, in my opinion. Again, I've been removed for three years, so I can I can say that I believe there's some grounds for that. If I'm the king of culture, I got to step up. If I'm the king of culture, I got to step up. Even if Jay is nailed by the money, I, I'm not sure who he's talking about. Even if Jay is nailed by the money, or even if Jay is not Christian, I have to step up as the king of culture now, because you're talking to Hey guys, Kanye's the king of culture. The king of culture now. This is the king of culture now. Wow, that is a fucked up man. Now, you're face to face, eye to eye, with the person who does songs with your father-in-law, with the person who discovered Virgil, with the person who discovered Dimna, with the person who placed the creative director at Skims, with the person who's trapped. He had a Travis that slept on his couch. I had a Travis that slept on my couch. I had a, uh, his Travis with Uber, my Travis with Scott. You know, literally, Scott Disney. Because <laughs> Travis is Scott, if you follow my Instagram. I have Baby King come to the show tonight. We have Kendrick. Our army is so prepared. Man, if I was in charge of this company, I would be so tempted to just say, hey, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. And punch him right in the stomach. It's crazy talk. I can't even handle it. Ugh. What a dick. You know what? I can't even say he's a dick because I think he's I think he's got so many damn issues. Uh, it it uh, it's it's alarming to me, and it's probably not a good idea to say, "Hey, this crazy guy's a dick." I don't think he's a dick. I think he's just got a screw loose. Jesus, my God! So that's Kanye. Um, let's see. The company said Friday that their uh, relationship is one of the most successful collaborations in the history of the industry. So they're kissing his ass. In September, Kanye had said he planned to go it alone after his uh, contracts with Adidas and Gap expire. His uh, contract with Adidas is up in 2026. The Gap expired in 2030, but he did end that relationship. Over the weekend, West made headlines by making a short-lived return to Twitter, posting an anti-Semitic message, saying he was going DEFCON, DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. His account was locked up shortly after because the message violated Twitter's policies. What an asshole. Jesus. Man. A madman that's net worth is $4 billion. You're exactly right. That is just sickening. And Corey says, yeah, the ramblings of a madman. And that's when Josh said a madman worth $4 billion. That's what happens. You get that much money, you become crazy. You give yourself some serious uh, self-importance. That's why there's nothing better than a grounded, laid-back rich guy who doesn't have to talk like this. You know? Warren Buffett. That dude is cool as a cucumber. Absolutely fantastic. All right. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan 
for being a key sponsor of this show and allowing me to remind you to go to golm.org. That's G, excuse me, olm.org or registerme.org to fill out your donor information. In the unlikely event that you die in a tragic chainsaw accident, you want those organs going to people and saving up to eight lives with those organs and improving the lives of uh, more than 100 with tissue and cornea donations. G-O-L-M.org if you are within the state of Michigan. Registerme.org if you are outside of the state of Michigan. Please do that. Thank you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Blue Frost IT. Now, if you have a small or medium-sized business and you're like, I think it's time to upgrade the tech here, uh, don't just start buying stuff off of the shelf. You got to do it right. Figure, assess what the company needs. And you're like, well, yeah, it's kind of beyond my pay grade. Sit down with a professional from Blue Frost IT. Alan will sit with you and give you a 30-minute complimentary consultation. He's going to ask you a bunch of nerd questions. You answer them to the best of your ability, and he's going to make a recommendation based on the needs of your business. Every business has different needs, so you're going to need a set of uh, a, a technology setup that reflects what you do, okay? I need a good sound video card here. Your business might not need those things, so why pay for those? See what I'm getting at? Anyway, uh, for more information, reach out either info at bluefrostit.com or call them at 616 uh, Hello to my pals at Sarah Honda Granville. Uh, we buy Honda vehicles here in this house. Why? They run forever. They never stop, for God's sake. Holy shit. Hondas hold their resale value like nobody's business. Absolutely fantastic. And I want you to get into a brand new Honda. There was a time here in Michigan that if you like, oh, man, I died. you can't drive a Honda or a Toyota. We're going to firebomb your house. Fuck you. Build better cars, dicks. Sarah Honda Granville, they build the best cars. Get in one, test drive one, and see for yourself. Could be a pilot. Could be a Ridgeline pickup. Could be an Accord, a Civic. Some of these cars get unbelievable gas mileage. I recommend any of their hybrid vehicles if you want to hang in the 50-plus mile per gallon range. Get a hybrid. How do I get one, Eric Zane? All the chips are gone. We can't get new cars. Yes, you can. You go to Sarah Honda Granville. They've got one of each of those, of their, of their vehicles. You test drive it. Yeah. Hey, I love this one. How do I get it? Well, come on in, pick out what you want on the car, all the features. And then in two weeks, it shows up. Your custom-made car is ready for you. Your chariot awaits at sarahondagranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com. Or head over to the lot, test drive, or get into a certified pre-owned car. They've got hundreds of certified pre-owned vehicles that are like new on the lot now. If you don't want to pay for a brand-new car, Let's say you've got 10 grand laying around. You want to buy a car cash. All right. So you don't have any payments. That's a great way to do it, by the way. And get that car and drive it to the wheels fall off. That's Dave Ramsey. Pay cash for that car at Sarah Honda Granville. Get a certified pre-owned vehicle. Or maybe you can't pay cash on it. That's okay. 
Financing is there, as you know. It's time to rip down another statue. It's about damn time to rip down another statue. This time, we got a little bit of an issue. Um, it's here in Michigan, the community of Monroe, known as Downriver. If you're familiar with uh, Michigan in any way, you know, you got Detroit. And then Downriver is a community of Monroe, closer to Ohio. Well, in Monroe, they love George Armstrong Custer. Now, Custer, as a general, this is a little bit tricky, and they talk about this in the story. Uh, Hold on a second. Josh, do you not listen to the show? You wrote, wrong, Dave Ramsey says pay cash for a cheap used car. I just said, you got the money, buy the car and drive it with till the wheels fall off. That's exactly what you just said. That's not the first time you have not been listening to my words. What part of what I said was different than what you said? Would you please focus and pay attention? I didn't say buy a new one, you dick bag. I said buy a used car. That's it. 600 seconds. Hear it for not listening. Out. Get out. Where was I? Uh, Downriver, Detroit, Monroe. They love General Custer. Now. They talk about how this is tricky. Uh, yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day. They put that there at the same time as Columbus Day, which is kind of weird. Uh, we should not be celebrating Columbus Day, first of all. We should be celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day, not Columbus Day. We should just wipe Columbus off the map. Fuck it. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but on the East Coast, especially uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, all the, all those areas there, the Northeast, they love Columbus day. It's like a big deal to them. They have like parades for it. And, uh, Oh yeah. Did you ever see an episode of the Sopranos? Yeah. The big Columbus day celebration. That's legit. You go where I used to live in Jersey. You could go literally from every parade during an entire day. You go to the brick parade. You go to the Tom's River parade. You go to the fucking Little Egg Harbor parade. You go to the uh, uh, Manasquan parade. You go to the Freehold parade. The whole day is parades for fucking Columbus. So stupid. Uh But on Indigenous Peoples Day, the folks in Monroe are pissed off because they want this statue of General Custer ripped down because Custer, uh, though he was a Civil War general slaughtering scumbag Southerners like he should, laying waste to them, uh, prior to that, he was killing all the Native Americans. It's like, oh, fuck, what do we do? You know, I mean, it's awesome that he was slaughtering hillbillies, those terrorists that should have been slaughtered, and in some cases still should be slaughtered. Uh, But because basically what Lincoln did was he's like, okay, um, we need a general who will just kill everyone indiscriminately. 
and they're, they're, they're having this high-level cabinet meeting. They said, well, Custer is a psychopath. And Lincoln said, how do you know? He said, well, um, when we were clearing the land of the West, he was uh, slaughtering kids and slaughtering women, and he's, he, gets a, he has a hard-on the whole time that he does it. And so he's got this murder boner going, slaughtering Native Americans. And, uh, you know, and Lincoln's like, well, I love that. Um, that is all good news. We want that type of aggressiveness when we're slaughtering the hillbillies. I want you to put Custer on the front lines. And then, so Custer is running into battle with like a sword. He doesn't even have a gun. And, um, you know, they're, the, the hillbillies are shooting at him and he's deflecting all of, uh, the bullets with his sword. And then he jumps into the, uh, bunkers with the hillbillies and slaughters entire battalions with a sword. So he is incredibly, and he's on like a horse, you know, just killing people. It's awesome. So us Northerners, we owe Custer a lot. However, it's complex. You got a guy who's killing babies and women, Native Americans, Indigenous People Day, uh, and at, at a time in history when, you can't have the Redskins as a name. You can't have the Cleveland Indians or the Guardians now. Before long, the Braves are going to change their name. Uh, we're ripping down statues. Charlottesville, get that fucking shit out of here. These ha- these hillbillies, get them out. You know, um, what do we do? The people in Monroe, Michigan want that statue down. But the people, some of the people, uh, half the people want the statue down. The other one's like, no, no, no. They named their schools after Custer. Not only is there a statue, there's uh, Stevie says this doesn't sound right. No, all of that is true. Every word that I just said is um, is absolutely true. There's there's no arguing that. I I am a uh, aficionado of history. If, I was just talking to Dan Cummins from Time Suck, and he wanted to pick my brain about uh, General Custer, and I said, Yeah, well, you don't do it. Let me do it. All right. Hell, yeah. Fort Custer, just south of where I sit right now. Okay. Um, here in Michigan, we love the fact that this guy was a murderer. You know, audio check, video check. Let's get into the problem with the Custer statue in Monroe, Michigan. We'll see you soon. Well, today marks Indigenous Peoples Day. It started as an alternative to Columbus Day, and it brings recognition. By the way, I'm on the fence on this. I recognize how great he was for killing those hillbillies. But I also recognize how awful he was for slaughtering babies and women. It's kind of like we hired a mass murderer, a psychopath, to fight for us. And to the history of Native people. And today, indigenous groups and their allies around the country are doing important work to educate and eliminate what they say are remnants of racism. And that includes right here in Metro Detroit, where the push to remove Monroe's George Armstrong Custer statue continues. If you drive along I-75 in the area, you'll see this billboard, opponents hoping it'll spark change. In tonight's Two Americas report, 7 Action News reporter Amira David takes a look at the troubled history behind a perceived war hero and how communities are activating to get it removed. In the city of Monroe. Look at that statue. On the look, side- you even got this pl- 
plaque here that describes how great he is. You got the flag. Look at this thing. ...of former tribal lands is a statue, one Native American man... Look at this guy. ...and can't even bear to look at. So for people that are not familiar with that statue, why is it... All right, now his... Um, his sweatshirt says no Dakota access pipeline. No. Hey, I've got $4.50 a gallon that says, yes, we want the pipeline. So offensive to Native American peoples. As offensive as his haircut. Uh, Custer's known as an, the Indian killer. This is Nat Spur, a citizen of the Natawasepi Band of Potawatomi. And this is the statue of General George Armstrong Custer. His history is complicated. A U.S. Army officer credited with helping the North in the Civil War, but also... He's somebody who preyed upon specifically tribal elders and women and children. Oh, okay. Glass half full, glass half empty. History shows Custer violated peace treaties, led ruthless attacks on Native communities. Today, the statue, perceived by many as a painful reminder and has left more than just indigenous communities bothered. Katie Beth Davis, a Monroe resident, takes me for a drive to understand the extent of- Look at, there's the school, Custer 2. Custer's influence here. It's not just the statue. Everything is, why, she's hot. Custer is everything in this town. You got like Custer Drive. Uh, the cars are called Custer's. The school's a Custer. You got, you got Custer's restaurant. Uh, Custer's Pizza. The amount and the symbolism of Custer that is spread throughout the entire county. So where are we right now? Right now. They, they're they called the Custer Cougars. It would really be bad if they were called like the Custer Killers or something. We're on Custer Drive. Custer named roads, elementary schools, an airport and more. It's a symbol of Custer canine training. And equity and racism and makes Davis feel unwelcome in her own home. Being a minority, I don't want my kids to ever have to feel like that. Well, you might have to move. I'm sorry. Pushing it looks like it's not leaving anytime soon because if you rip this fucking statue down, then you gotta, ch all these white people are gonna want their schools changed. And you know, I mean, it is Michigan. This is a Northern state and Custer kicked ass. Her to organize this 2020 petition with nearly 15,000 signatures and protest alongside indigenous communities. Oh, no. Speaking up has come with a price. I get called the N-word a lot. Oh, um, that's, that's, that's too much. I get told to go back to where I came from. Even uh, though I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Opponents of the statue hoping for an outcome similar to Detroit's Columbus Monument. Okay, now look at this. This There used to be a monument there. Wait till you see what people used to do to this thing. Which Mayor Mike Duggan removed in 2020 after repeated incidents. <laughs> Somebody put a hatchet into the head of Columbus. Incidents of protest and vandalism. The statue is occupying such a place of prominence. That is a place that should be a, a, a symbol of unity. But will the... Uh, that, okay. They probably disliked it because it represented Ohio State. Custer statue meet the same fate. Last year, the city pitched hiring a consultant to mediate. Both proponents and opponents said they feared the process wouldn't be legitimate. So the city scrapped the plan. 
But opponents continue to state their case before Monroe City Council, including Davis. I have never been so determined to get this symbol of hatred and racism out of this county. Is anybody going to have the nerve to say, but let's talk about the good that Custer did. There's been a prevailing argument from the opposition that says, well, not all Native Americans care. Not all Native Americans think it's important to remove that statue. A misconception that's out there is that Native Americans are not completely universal on this, and we are. To date, all federally recognized tribes in the U.S. have issued anti-Custer resolutions. Completely unanimous about wanting that statue gone. But until that happens, Spur says he'll continue to hold up <laughs> a hand guy. where his eyes and this monument meet. <laughs> as the beat of the plight. That's enough to make me want to rip that down, hearing that shit. Drums on. I'm Amira David, 7 Action News. I, if I'm the mayor, go, all right. If you promise never to hit these fucking drums again, we're going to rip this thing down. Uh, in all seriousness, do I do I think, after all of the evidence has been presented, do I, wait a minute, Josh writes, not all Native, quote, not all Native Americans care. No, because most of them are dancing around their casino money. <laughs> Shit. Um, do I think at the end of the day that this statue should come down? Yes, I do. I do think it should be ripped down. Absolutely. For the good of the community. Um, yes. And I think that they should change the names of the schools too. I don't give a shit how much of a killing machine he was on hillbillies. Uh, maybe you can put something up to, uh, describe what he did in the civil war in a museum, perhaps, but publicly a statue of someone with a, with a sketchy history like that bullshit. No way should that, uh, fucking statue be up there. Just no more fucking war drums. All right. Jesus. Okay. More racist talk on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Um, What we have here is in uh, Los Angeles County, of all things. Los Angeles, actually, city council president was forced to resign following racist comments. Now, Nuri Martinez is is Latina. And so this is a... um, Okay, this is not white against black people. This is uh, Hispanic against black people. So if you're the white guys on the city council, you're like, phew, thank God it was you. Um, because that, uh, you know, that you, you have brown on brown crime here to some degree. Um, she had to resign as president of the Los Angeles City Council. That's a pretty big position to be in. Uh, after she was heard making racist comments about a council member, one of her uh, cohorts, a black son, in a leaked audio recording of a conversation with other leaders. Now, what you got here is um, someone had recorded this from like months ago and, and heard the comment and said, oh, I'm going to hang on to this one. Now, if you're smart, you blackmail her. 
But um, either that or you wait until she pisses you off or you want her to have to step down and then you drop that shit. That's how I would operate. Okay. But uh, she did not know she was being recording at the time. Doesn't matter. The cat is out of the bag and she is fucked. She has also released a statement. I'll get to that in a second. Because it's like an apology tour. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man. Apologies. I think that they make it worse. I think that they make it worse. I think you'd be better off. Now, I I, I think that uh, she doesn't get to keep her job one way or the other. But I think that the when you when you apologize like that at any point when someone um, because you've gotten caught, I think that that is nearly as or or even more insulting than just saying, "Yeah, I'm a little racist." I think I'm a. If you were to actually announce to the world, well, yeah, um, I did say that, but I'm a little racist. Who isn't? Who are you to judge? You're a little racist too. I am not. Well, until you proved me that you're not, you can just say it. But I think we're all, I think we're all deep down a little bit racist. Um, According to the Los Angeles Times, this happened around October of uh, 2021. So a year ago. It was a conversation stemming around uh, boring shit. Um, about redistricting, you know, it was an uneventful conversation until this happened with uh, Council President Martinez. She was with Council Members Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon at L.A. County Federation and L.A. County Federation of Labor President Ron Herrera. They're all on a call, which they also discussed Council Member Mike Ridley Thomas. Now, Ridley Thomas had been indicted on federal corruption charges. So there's a lot of messiness going on here. Imagine that. Politicians being uh, busted for corruption and another one talking about the other guy in a racist terms. The LA Times said Martinez and the other Latino leaders on the call apparently didn't, didn't know that it was being recorded. Okay, again. A little bit racist, all right, and didn't know I was being recorded. Now, if I got busted for being a little bit racist in a scenario where I didn't know I was being recorded, let me just say, if I knew I was being recorded, I wouldn't have been a little bit racist. I mean, I'd still be a little bit racist, but I wouldn't have indicated to you on the recording that I was a little bit racist, and it's got to be L-I-L little bit racist. Okay. During this confirmation, um, let's see here. Martinez referred to someone's son who is black as uh, Parisi Changuito or Changuito, I don't know. You know I don't speak Spanish, which translates from Spanish to English as that little monkey. So, uh, all right. Referred to a child uh, addressing council member Mike Bonin and his husband. 
Okay, so Mike Bonin is married to a dude. And Martinez referred to Mike Bonin's kid as that little monkey. I don't know if Bonin was in on the call. No. I don't think Bonin was there. It was just a bunch of uh, Hispanics, Latinos, Latinas on the call. Someone was recording it. Fellow council member has a kid. Martinez referred to the kid as a little monkey. The Times also reported that Martinez appeared to discuss Bonin's child's behavior during a parade. The parade, as reference, appears to have occurred around 2017. She allegedly said on the call, they're raising him like a little white kid. I was like, this kid needs a beatdown. Let me take him around the corner, and then I'll bring him back. So Martinez has witnessed the kid's behavior. She doesn't like the child and wants to kick his ass. Says they need to beat his ass. She wants to do it, and she calls the kid a little monkey. Daily own, according to the Times, who allegedly likened Bonin's handling of the child to when Nuri brings her little yard dog or the Louis Vuitton bag. Also sounds insulting. Okay, so there you go. That's what we have there. Fellow council members, kid is referred to as a little monkey. Martinez says in uh, four years ago, five years ago, I wish I could have kicked that kid's ass. All of this shit now, it's time to drop the nuclear bomb of racism on Martinez. Mike Bonin, who is a white guy raising the black kid, obviously he's gay, adopted the black kid, and was raising him. Nuri Martinez calls him a little monkey, says she wants to kick his ass. And uh, he said, we are appalled, angry, and absolutely disgusted that Nuri Martinez attacked our son with horrific racist slurs. No one can argue with that. And talked about her desire to physically harm him. Undeniable. It's vile, abhorrent, and utterly disgraceful. Agreed by your old pal Eric Zane. The city council needs to remove her as council president immediately. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And she needs to resign from office. Any parent reading her comments will know she is unfit for public office. You know what? Hold off on that. Hold off on what I just said about her needing to resign and that she's unfit for public office. Okay. Add into the mix. She didn't know she was being recorded and everybody's a little bit racist. She got caught doing something terrible. But I think we need to look at this person's full body of work before we make any decisions. Has this person done anything that's that's good in the world? You don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater over some ridiculous comments. We love our son, our, a beautiful, joyful child, and our family is hurting today. No child should ever be subjected to such racist, mean, and dehumanizing comments. Agreed. Especially from a public official. It is painful to know he will someday read these comments. We are equally angry and disgusted by the ugly racist comments about our son from Kevin DeLeon and Ron Herrera, who should also resign their post. And by the, uh, is it tacit? T-A-C-I-T? Tacit acceptance of those remarks from Gail Sadio. It hurts that one of our son's earliest encounters with overt racism comes from some of the most powerful public officials in Los Angeles. Okay, yes. Agreed. However, 
There is apparently evidence that this kid may have acted like a cock a time or two. It doesn't mean you should subject the child to racism, but side note, different you know, sidebar conversation, your kid might be a dick. I don't think there are many children in the world, black or white, uh, if, if all these variables are in here, that if it's a sweet child, she would refer to the child what she did as, you know? I don't know. I'm just, I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Bonin continues. As parents of a black child, we condemn the entirety of the recorded conversation, which displayed a repeated and vulgar anti-black sentiment and a coordinated effort to weaken black political representation in Los Angeles. Eh. The conversation revealed several layers of contempt for the people of Los Angeles and a cynical, ugly desire to divide the city rather than serve it. Signed, Mike Bonin and Sean Arian. So his partner's last name is Arian. That's funny. Um, All right. So now everybody is killing Martinez. Representative Jimmy Gomez is... Also appalled, you know, unrelated. He's, he represents um, the state in Congress. Or he maybe he's a state representative. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So everybody's jumping up. Everybody's letting Martinez have it. Um, she and the rest of the council are apologizing. All right. And they're making a big deal about it. On Sunday, following the publication of the L.A. Times article, Martinez said this to CBS Los Angeles. In a moment of intense frustration and anger, I let the situation get the best of me. God, I hate that excuse. And I hold myself accountable for these comments. For that, I am sorry. The context of this conversation was concern over the redistricting process. Here comes the excuses and concern about the potential negative impact it might have on communities of color. My work speaks for itself. I've worked hard to lead this city through its most difficult time. Yeah, you see, that's a problem. You can't, in your apology, then talk about how great you are. She needed to get really down and dirty. It needed to say, ladies and gentlemen, um, I really cannot stand the father of that young black child, Councilman Bonin. He's an asshole. And for that, I lashed out and called this child a little monkey. That is a horrible racist thing. I'm a little bit racist. Thank you. That is the end. That's all you can say. If you start to grovel like that, I think it just makes you look worse. You could add, I'm a little bit racist. I also work very, very hard. I'm not always angry. I was angry at Bonin. He's kind of a dick. I've never liked that guy. But I'll still work very, very hard, despite him being such an asshole. Thank you. Uh, One of the other guys who was involved in the call that got accused, DeLeon, similarly apologized, saying, these were comments made in the context of this meeting that are wholly inappropriate. And I regret appearing to condone or even contribute to certain insensitive comments made about a colleague and his family in private. 
I've reached out to that colleague personally. You see, he needs to say, yeah, but we wouldn't have said it had we known we were being recorded, asshole. On that day, I fell short of the expectations we set for our leaders, and I will hold myself to a higher standard. According to the LA Times, following the revelation of the leaked audio, Bonin said in an interview that he was disgusted. There's more I will say later, but right now, I'm still digesting it. I'm disgusted and angry and heartsick. He said, it's fair game to attack me, but my son, look, they go low, you go lower. You have to be pretty petty and insecure. Yeah, of course, that's what fighting is. And venomous to attack a child. Child, wife with jack teeth, it happens. He wasn't even three years old. Other than that, I'm speechless. So there you go. Uh, Let's see. This other guy, this other guy involved in the call, Cedillo, he said, I want to start by apologizing. Oh, wait, I already read that. Uh, I should have intervened. I failed in holding others and myself to the highest standard. Uh, protesters lined up outside Martinez's home Sunday evening, demanding a resignation as president of the city council. The group of protesters eventually left the residence, but not before voicing their opinions about the racially insensitive comments made that Martinez made. LAPD were on the scene of the protest. We're seeing shooting people. Some of that is true. All right. Will I follow up on this? Probably not. I just wanted to use it as a jumping off point to say that if anyone apologizes after they get caught, they're lying. They don't care. They're just trying to keep their jobs. That is true. Um, uh, Tyler says, I forget what the comments were exactly when um, he's right. Forget what the comments were exactly. When were these comments made? The uh, Martinez referred to Bonin's son, adopted son, as a little monkey in Spanish one year ago. And five years ago, she said that the three-year-old needed to have his ass kicked. That's what you're dealing with. All right. Meanwhile, I have more to get to in the show. Not quite done on a almost cut off my foot Tuesday. Thank you to Frank Fuss at my policy shop insurance. As a self-employed person. Providing uh, insurance for my family. And myself. Thank God. Because yesterday that came into play. We see you're still a priority health customer through healthcare.gov. Uh, This is the lady who uh, wheels in the computer to make sure you can pay your bill when you almost cut your foot off. So, you know, I'm laying there coming out of uh, passing out. I got an IV in me, all these leads. Still turned on about all those nurses, these ladies manhandling me in a very aggressive way. It was so hot. Oh, my God. Are you feeling okay, Eric? Yes, my underwear is wet. 
Uh, you know, I got a, the, the, the person comes in, takes the x-ray, other people checking on me, and then this other lady wheels in the computer. This computer indica- uh, is to make sure you can pay for all this shit. Yeah, okay, Eric, we got you down as, uh, oh boy, we got the crash card here, we got manhandling you, we got to pay for that boner. Uh, good thing you got this insurance. All right, see you later. Then she takes off. That's all they care about. Make sure you can pay the bill. That happened because of getting my insurance through healthcare.gov, the marketplace. When you're self-employed or between jobs, or maybe your employer does not offer insurance, you buy insurance in the marketplace. I can't afford that. Yes, you can. You just don't know. That's why Frank is here. Frank Fuss is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Um, He is an expert on very little, but what he is an expert on is insurance. Healthcare.gov, he will help you navigate that with ease, and it won't cost you one penny. Frank gets paid by insurance companies. He puts people in policies. That's who pays Frank. They make money from people like me. Frank doesn't earn the money from you. He's also an expert on Medicare and Social Security. So if someone in your life is getting ready to use that or is already involved with those um, systems, they need a Medicare Social Security checkup. Frank's the guy. I'm telling you, do this. It's free. 616-914-4070. That's Frank's direct line. He'll respond either with a voice uh, by calling you or texting you back and saying, hey, I want to meet with you. And he'll send you a link uh, to one of those scheduler things. You can also just go to buyinsurancehere.com and schedule a meeting with Frank. It'll either be through Zoom or a phone call or email, or he'll meet you at the coffee shop, or he'll come to your house or meet you at your hospital bed. I'm not kidding you when I say you can have insurance by the end of the day. Do this, okay? And by the way, Frank's up for renewal on the Eric Zane Show podcast. So it's very important that you do it now and mention my name. Thank you. There's comedy not this weekend, but next weekend at Full House Comedy. Dan Cummins is coming. Dan Cummins is coming. That's right. Fullhousecomedy.com for shows all around West Michigan. Uh, batting last in the lineup today is A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. The heating and cooling experts here in West Michigan. Uh, if you need a new furnace or an air conditioner installed, uh, Joe at A&E Heating and Cooling will do it for you. And you will save money doing it. I suggest you get a couple of estimates from some of the local grifters. Uh, call up a service professor. That's the one that everybody complains about call service professor. Uh, they'll fuck you in the ass and then get a uh, estimate from them and then call anybody else. Call the one where the uh, dudes with their annoying mom are playing football in the yard. Call those guys or the one with the talking dog, have them give you an estimate for the work you want done or the new install. Just make sure Joe is last. Don't tell him you're getting all those estimates. If he, by some weird circumstance, does not beat any of them, that's when you drop, oh, ha, ha, I forgot to tell you, 
Um, you'll be charging me less than all of these because Eric Zane said, uh, said so. And he's going to be like, ay, ay, ay. And then he'll say something mean about me in Spanish. Call him at 616-516-8579. All right. When you hear me doing that, that means I'm not prepared. Okay. This is some uh this is some bad press here. I don't know if you want to be on the receiving end of this one. You ever go into a restaurant or any type of business and they have a person that might be a little different than you? In this case, Down syndrome. Now um uh, we all know that there's a varying degrees of what a person uh, can do and accomplish if they have Down syndrome. Uh, some folks are very um, high-functioning and can carry on very well in various types of employment. All right. Now, I've worked fast food. And I would say, after working fast food, there's plenty of opportunity for some of our uh, uh, citizens, brothers and sisters on this planet, plenty of opportunities to work for people who have Down syndrome. Now, I'm, I'm not suggesting that they're going to be doing the most risky jobs uh, that uh, could possibly injure them, but there's still plenty of things that you can do that can make them uh, uh, feel worthy and, and make friends and earn a little cash. And, you know, I mean, you, you do the best you can. I mean, uh, no one is going to, who has Down syndrome is going to be president of the United States. Now, if, if that were the case, I think it would be, it would be exceptional. Some would argue that right now, a person with Down syndrome would be better than Joe Biden. Now I can't say for sure. All I know is that I am on the dementia bandwagon. I do think that Biden does have dementia and I think it's a crime that that poor man has to have that job. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that is the case. Uh, there's a guy in radio here, used to be in West Michigan. Um, I think he, he called it, and I swear to God, he called it the freak show. And uh, he worked for the company that I work for now, uh, iHeart. And uh, he, it was, um, the show is called Holmes and the Freak Show. It might still be a thing. I think the guy is still doing his thing. And he had a really crazy, sounded voice. And um, pretty popular, actually. It was a nighttime show on uh, 104.5 uh, WSNX. And uh, he, he did uh, uh, pretty damn well. And I think that that show actually had a... Um, one of the things you look for when you are... Um, doing a show when you're on that shift is you want to look for um, a, a spike in the ratings so that that, that that day part will out. If you look at the whole body of the station, if they average like a five share, and if one specific day part, like say seven to midnight, occupies uh, like a 10 share, that's a clear indicator that you that, that air, uh, day, day part has the juice, Okay. And, uh, and and his did, Holmes and the Freak Show. And uh, Holmes, Holmes, I think, is uh, he has Down syndrome, but just like a little bit of it. 
if that's even a thing. Yeah, he he definitely does. In fact, I'm going to play you some of his show. This is back in 2009. You think I'm bullshitting here. But, um, I mean, I don't want to sound like an asshole. Well, no, I, I don't care if I sound like an asshole. But, I mean, the dude looks like he has Down syndrome. You know what I'm talking about. People with Down syndrome, typically they're short in stature, sometimes a little bit on the chunkier but funkier side. Um, a facial expression is something that you can recognize if you've lived life for any amount of time. But Holmes is uh, immensely talented, and he pulls it off flawlessly. And he's so it seems like only like a little downsy is what I'm getting. Hey, Bob, your trunk is on. This is 104.5 WSNX. What the hell did you let up here, actually? <laughs> okay, now, now, now that camera's a little jumpy there. So I hope they keep it. That's him. That's the guy there. That is that is Holmes. Audio check, video check. But he's on it. Why haven't I let up here? <laughs> Why? Hey, listen, the lesbians in jail aren't listening anymore, so stop trying to turn them on. I'm not. <laughs> wow. Kingpin's in the house. Now, what's yeah, up? What's going on, y'all? Back in the building, back in state, feeling man, good. Man, trust fund in the house, bomber in the yep, house. Yep, I know in the building. Man with up? the camera, man. I'm telling you, I hate being on camera. I'm going to give y'all something for camera. Oh, Okay, now we obviously can't really process it just by listening to it, um, how good or bad this is. But I'm telling you, a lot of people listen to that show, and we're just lifting a snippet of it out of context. I was just showing it to you to show you that he's got Down syndrome. And I can't figure out how he fucking lost his job. I am going somewhere with this. I'm going to get back to the Wendy's thing in a second. I can't figure out how the fuck uh, he lost his job because what a great story. You got a guy who's living with a cognitive disability and he's killing it. His show performed better than other day parts. He was a, that show was a winner. A lot of people listened to it. And how the fuck you can live with yourself if you're, if you're letting the, the Down syndrome guy go. I mean, what a, uh, what a card to have. Hey, we, you know, we, we support people. I mean, you know how they're always looking for, uh, uh, hey, we're, we're all about being equality and shit. We got a guy who's downsy, who's on the air. Uh, Stevie says the guy's voice sounds like he swallowed a quart of glass shards. Yeah, there's no mistaking it. And I, I, mean, I don't like it, but that's still a winner. And I say that in radio, you want to be standing out. You want to be a part. You want to be, if, if you stand out, you're going to win. And he did. And he's got Down syndrome. Tyler even says it. He looks a little downsy. He'd tell you the same thing. I haven't talked to him personally, but he he's, I mean, he's not like, he goes, yeah, I got Down syndrome. But he's got just enough Down syndrome that he's like using it as an asset. Now, I'm just going to tell you that if I'm the boss and I come around the corner and he's shit in his hand and he's wiping it on the walls or he's eating it or something. All right. Then we, we might have to deal with that, uh, on a, you know, a case by case basis. But I, I don't, I don't think that that's what, uh, anybody encountered. Where am I going with this? Uh, where the fuck did it go? 
I had the story and then I lost it. Hang on, give me a second here. I think when I was looking for the dude who has Down syndrome, I might have, might have screwed that. Here it is. Okay. So at this Wendy's in North Carolina, they had a dude working there who's got Down syndrome. And he's not like at a level of uh, cognitive ability as like our old pal um, Holmes in the Freak Show there. But, um, you know, he's wiping the table off, cleaning the bathroom, you know. And it's, it's, it's nice. And he has worked there for 20 years. Now, I mean, if you have a guy that's worked there for 20 years, and so you got to figure this dude's probably, um, I mean, people with Down syndrome have a life expectancy not like yours and mine. I would say the longest a person with Down syndrome has ever lived is like 40 years. And that's because their heart, they oftentimes have heart issues. Sometimes they battle with obesity, which compounds the issue. Life expectancy, Down's syndrome. I'm going to guess 35. I was way off. 60. All right, 60. Who knows how old this guy is? I kind of missed the mark on the age prediction life expectancy for Down syndrome. I was going somewhere with that too. But anyway, I was going to say, how long is this guy going to live? They have fired the Down syndrome guy at Wendy's in, at this Wendy's in North Carolina. They said, you know what? Um, he was unable, the, the quote from the Wendy's is, he was uh, unable to perform the duties of a normal person's job. And that is not the thing you want to say. Oh, my God. Once you hire a guy with Down syndrome, you're, the, the business is stuck with him. There's no, there's no turning back. There's no unringing that bell. Unless if he, like, decides to put his fucking hand in the fryer or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe you do catch him eating turds. But I don't think that was the case here. This dude is just working hard for 20 years at the uh, at the Wendy's. And then uh, he comes home and he says, you know, hey, I can't go back to work there anymore. In a Facebook post, the brother, I'm sorry, the um, um, sibling of the dude who's, um, his name is Dennis. Dennis's sibling said that, um, Dennis was fired from the Wendy's in Stanley, North Carolina, and that she was told by a manager he was unable to perform the duties of a normal person's job. Quote, his dream was to retire from there someday, and he was looking forward to a huge retirement party. We may just give him that party and tell him he was retired because he does not understand being fired. Turner wrote, that's the sibling, in the post that has over 11,000 reactions. When asked for comment, Wendy's referred insider to a statement from Carolina Restaurant Group the franchisee that owns and operates the restaurant in Stanley, North Carolina. In the statement, Carolina Restaurant Group called the incident a very unfortunate mistake. Uh, Turner told WBTV, a CBS TV affiliate in, in Charlotte, that a manager at the restaurant fired Peak before he was going to be dropped off by a caretaker for a shift. He's always excited to go to work, she told WBTV. He loves seeing people come in and speak to him. He loves to interact with the people. Turner said she's looking into whether a special needs employee was wrongfully terminated she, and said she's disappointed with the restaurant's management. They have no idea how they hurt my brother. Oh, God dang it. In an update, they offered him his job back. 
My heart is overwhelmed by the support that you have all given my brother and myself. We are, um, we are committed to creating a welcoming and inclusive environment for our employees and customers. Carolina restaurant group said in a statement shared with the, with insider. Uh, this was a very unfortunate mistake and lapse in protocol by a team member. We value Dennis. We have been in touch with his family. We are looking forward to welcoming him back to work in the restaurant or working with his family to celebrate him in a big way. Yeah. You got to put his face on the sign. Take Wendy's off and put Dennis's burgers or something like that for a day. Yeah, fuck it. If you're a franchisee, you're going to have to tell Wendy's corporate, yeah, we had some cock fired down syndrome guy. So we got to make this a Dennis's restaurant for the week or something like that. We're putting his face over the red-haired bitch and we're taking it. We got to fucking fix this or no one's going to want our burgers. In a third update to the post, the sibling said that Dennis would not be returning to Wendy's. He will be having his big retirement party that he has been wanting. I don't know if that's the right move here. If if Dennis doesn't know what being fired is, why can't you just, you know, smooth it over? You know, say, hey, Dennis, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know why they didn't put you on the schedule. It definitely wasn't because you got downs. Yeah, we'll take you back to work. If he liked the job, take him back there. What the fuck, you know? Uh Wendy's has offered to help with the expenses for the retirement party and anything else they can for a special day. I feel in my heart at this point, I should do what is best for my brother. Well, all right, maybe dude's family told the TV station. Uh, there's a retirement party for him at the beginning of November and are inviting the community. All right. Patreon today. I'm looking up the restaurant and we'll see if we can raise some hell. Yes. They've tried to fix it. That doesn't mean we don't try. We got to have that on Patreon. Corey writes, Eric Crocs are on sale today in the Amazon prime deals. Time to get a new pair. Why don't you shut up? That is the good, the bad, and the ugly. On this, I almost cut off my foot easy versus chainsaw edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Tyler says, God, those Patreon phone calls make me cringe so hard. LOL. You're telling me. Okay. Where am I here? What else do I have for you? That is it. I've got nothing for you. I think that's all I have for you. Join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Who is the asshole of the day? Can I be the asshole of the day for almost cutting my foot off and badly hurting myself and fucking up the uh, half marathon race? Haven't I suffered enough? Asshole of the day is the nurse who made Eric Vagel. Boy, that, even just saying that, I'm not kidding you. That I can feel my blood pressure dropping to some degree. Not as bad as yesterday. Oh, so bad. Got to put that behind me. Well, I told you about yesterday. It was a bad day. Oh, by the way, thank you to the hallelujahs. You know what they did? 
uh, first of all, Mrs. Alleluia, um, and it's hilarious. Her name is Karen. Uh, I, 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 I go, Karen, I got to go. I just hurt myself. She goes, what? I go, yeah, did you hear the chainsaw run? She goes, yeah. I go, well, I, I cut my foot. She goes, oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. I go, yeah, I know. And so there's this big branch in the ladder laying in the drop. My chainsaw. The hallelujahs get together. And they pulled all that shit off the driveway. They swept the driveway. They put all my shit away from me. There's blood all over the place. and Because uh, I had sent Jim over there to go clean up the mess. And he goes, there's no mess. The hallelujahs cleaned it up. I go, holy fuck. So I go bang on the door afterwards. They're all having dinner. It's a whole Ned Flanders family. I love them to death. They're so fantastic. And the whole family comes to the door. Mom, dad, three kids. Wait a minute. Four kids. And one of them is studying to be a nurse. She's all interested in the story because I'm telling her about vagaline. She goes, yep, yep. We're learning all about that. They're, they're so sweet. I go, I just can't thank you enough for helping us. You guys are awesome. I'm going to take my spotlight when my foot gets better and not point the spotlight at your house. We're even. You fixed it. You're fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> All right. So bad day yesterday. We had more idiocy from Kanye West. Is it time to rip down another statue? We got racism in Los Angeles. And you got went. We could talk about Holmes in the freak show. Oh, my God. Where's Holmes? Uh, you got Wendy's firing Down syndrome, dude. Uh, Stevie says they probably prayed for you too. I know it. I know they did. Asshole today crocs for not making work boots. No, that's not going to fly. Custer for killing the natives. Yeah. You know what? Custer is a double-edged sword. He killed native Americans. He also helped kill traitorous hillbillies. And for that, he should be applauded. Asshole of the day, nurses who gave Eric Zane blue balls. Kanye. No, Custer's not a candidate, nor am I. Should we rip down the statue? Well, yes. T.C. Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan brings you the asshole of the day. Today, it is Kanye West. Fuck that guy. Thank you to T.C. Paintball. Yeah, the natives killed him, it says. Is that right? Was that Custer's last stand? Is that how that worked out? I got to look that history up. I don't know. Folks, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being part of the free Eric Zane Show podcast. I will now take the show over to Patreon a little bit later on. I'm moving a little slowly, but I feel like today went off pretty well. Uh, I'm just taking Tylenol. That's it. Just Tylenol. And trying not to put pressure on it. Okay. That was loud. Sorry. Folks, I'll talk to you a little later on. I'm skipping smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Uh, part of the reason is I just failed to secure a uh, contestant. It'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.